0: Hi and welcome to the Global Travel Planner Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Collins, who, with my expert guests, takes you on a journey to destinations around the globe, providing itinerary ideas, practical tips and more to help you plan your next travel adventure. Hi and welcome to episode three of the Global Travel Planner Podcast. In this podcast, it is actually part two of our New Zealand travel adventure. Um, With Part one was the previous episode to this one, where we talked about our five-day road trip around North Island, New Zealand. In this episode, we're going to be sharing our itinerary and our tips and experiences from our recent trip around South Island, New Zealand. So we spent um, about nine days on a road trip through um, South Island. Though I will say um, I was actually in New Zealand altogether for, for nearly 30 days or over 30 days. Um, because I was actually house-sitting in Christchurch. So I'm not going to talk much about this uh, in this episode, because I will do another episode uh, potentially in a few months about um, house-sitting and actually talking about um, things that were did in and around Christchurch. So I'll say that um, after the first five days in North Island, I actually flew down to Christchurch and Doug flew back to Brisbane So after I spent about two and a half weeks house sitting, which uh, it was absolutely wonderful, beautiful dog, wonderful house and absolutely amazing people. But after that, Doug joined me, flew over from Brisbane so that we could start our South Island road trip adventure.
1: Yeah, I flew in uh, to join you from the flight from Brisbane, Uh, a bit delayed, unfortunately, so I didn't actually get to you until... The early hours of the morning, did I? Well,
0: that's true. I think it was it was after one o'clock, I think, in oh, the morning yes. before you arrived. So now our first day uh, of our trip was actually it wasn't going on the road, it wasn't driving, we actually had booked the Transalpine Express. So we took the Transalpine Express return from Christchurch to Greymouth.
1: Yeah, and I mean the Transalpine's one known as one of the uh, the best rail journeys in the world, actually. Oh yeah, it's, it was it's a very very, very popular yeah. one, yes, yeah. yeah. Um and one that actually had an eye on for. For quite a while, to be fair.
0: Absolutely. So, kind of a few tips if you are considering taking the Transalpine is um, you have to be there 30 minutes before anyway to exchange your uh, voucher to get uh, the tickets. Uh, the um, ticket
1: and the return yes, journey.
0: that's right. They gave us a return ticket as well. Um We took some cash with us because we had heard that sometimes the the machine doesn't work to actually, if you want to buy anything from the shop. And, and we, they actually did that during the journey, didn't they? Yes,
1: yeah. The, the train crew themselves absolutely fantastic as well. And the, they explained to everybody in the shop that, you know, sometimes mm. you might have to come back later and get something because the uh, it can't connect.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we did take some cash, so that's worth considering. Yeah. But we also took some food and drink anyway, because obviously we were on the train for quite a long time. And I guess actually we should probably say that this is quite a long train journey, as in it's it's five hours each way um, from Christchurch to Greymouth. It's two hundred and thirty three kilometers. Um, we left at 8.15 in the morning and we arrived back at 7pm that night so I say it's a long day out
1: it is, there's 7 train stops on the way yep. it's 7 on the way back if, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if you're uh, uh, including the, the first and the last stations and uh, oh, it's just amazing oh, beautiful, beautiful uh, all the way there uh, we, uh, my personal opinion was from uh, Christchurch you get slightly better views on the right hand side of the train mm-hmm. um, on the way to Greymouth and then obviously on the left on, yeah, on, the on the way, way back. back but obviously there's nice views both sides
0: and there is a viewing car so just wrap up warmly if you're there in the winter obviously we were there in the autumn and it was still cold so you need to put your it's open so you need to have uh your jacket and hat and gloves or whatever on it.
1: that's it and they they it's not open the entire length of the uh the, the service They the it when they're going through the long tunnels and they do make so many announcements as well to keep you fully up to date with what's happening um little tip is don't rush there as soon as they say it's open because it gets crowded
0: oh absolutely it was it was really full um also there are earphones provided so you can listen to a commentary along the way about the history of the area and really interesting information and that's available in english and in um, chinese mandarin yeah so it was really really good um to listen to that so um yeah so you can kind of dip in and it shows you on like the screen i think it went green, green when when yeah. yeah when there was yeah. commentary so you could kind of dip in and listen to that
1: That's um the bits we missed on the way out we caught on the way back <laughs> Yeah that's true <laughs>
0: that's true Um so obviously like some of the 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 amazing scenery as you go through Arthur's Pass um You stop off and say some of the stations that you stay on along the way. um A lot of people did get off at Arthur's Pass, didn't they? Yes, yeah.
1: they did. Yeah, there's, you stayed there for quite uh, quite a few minutes. I think over about seven to mm-hmm. ten minutes, something like that. And a lot of people, myself included had the photo taken next to the uh, the, the train uh, station sign silence yeah.
0: yeah yeah so I do want to say a special shout out to some of the staff that were absolutely amazing
1: oh the, that's were the, uh, the 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 train crews the cafe staff um two ladies and a gentleman, that absolutely they, they couldn't do enough to help and all with a big smile on their faces
0: yeah so um Tina Carolyn and uh, Rajosh, thank you so much Most for making yeah. the trip. Absolutely, so memorable for us. Yeah. So that was our first day. So obviously, it was an early get up because we had not arrive until <laughs> after midnight or one o'clock in the morning. We had organised. We actually organised. Um, we just picked up an Uber. Got an Uber to the train station, and then when we arrived back, um, there's plenty of taxis or Ubers available in Christchurch. So uh, took us back home. So that was uh, that. Wrapped up our first day. So on day two, we were driving from Christchurch down to Aoraki Mount Cook. Now. Um, we'd had hired a car and we went out to the airport to pick it up, but we didn't pick it up until later morning, mainly because we'd had a very busy day, the day before. Um, so we wanted to have a little bit more of a relaxing morning and also it kind of timed with when we're going to be dropping off the car in Queenstown, um, on the the following Tuesday when we actually were going to be flying back to Brisbane, um, so we picked up the car, we had, we had organised an SUV, which is usually the sort of car that we choose. We just find that's more comfortable for driving really all around the world. And oh, yeah, I guess because yeah. that's what we have at home as well, so we're used with it. Um, so it, the, the drive that day, I will say it, was, it took us five hours to get from Christchurch to Mount Cook, Iraqi, to our accommodation for the evening. Um, the weather was good. Um, it, you can do it in less time, but we spent a lot of time looking at the scenery and yeah, enjoying it. How many
1: times did we stop? <laughs> yeah, we stopped a
0: lot. And um, So the, really the first place you probably will stop off, or we'd recommend stopping off on it, is in Fairley. We went to the Fairley Bakery, which is, I think, world famous um, for the pies. And then we didn't buy any pies, which <laughs> is just ridiculous. Uh-huh. And I kicked myself now because I don't know why we didn't. But I think we ended up buying some sweet things, didn't yeah, we? yeah um so we dropped so the next time we'll be in fairly we were definitely buying some pies so, because they are highly recommended um but yeah we stopped off there and then we drove past lake takapo where we took we stopped and took some photos there again beautiful scenery um before we went on to uh lake pukaki where we stopped off at the information center yep. um there you've got there's a stone church where you can k- take beautiful photos and there was lots of people taking photos weren't there
1: yeah certainly was uh, the and you don't know where to stand it's just beauty oh, 360 absolutely. degrees you just it's hard to do it justice in photos and videos absolutely. so the good advice is to step back and actually have a look
0: oh yeah and just just enjoy it um you know and and it, that was a lovely right, uh car <laughs> yeah <laughs> drive that day um it was really lovely we enjoyed that didn't we we did and we
1: take it slowly we let you know probably go a little bit too slow we let people pass us so the the drive took us over five hours yeah yeah. um if we hadn't stopped i think it was about three hours 30 Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah we stopped so many times
0: so we stayed in we would booked accommodation actually quite late and we were very very lucky because we know that actually staying at mount cook village is very uh gets booked up ahead of time. so once we'd checked in, which we we checked in we had a really nice room, and I'll put a link to accommodation, um, we decided because we hadn't, we hadn't brought anything to eat with us, so we went up to the um, Heritage Hotel um, where we had um, a cheese platter and Doug had a salmon Oh, platter. salmon platter
1: was <laughs> just unbelievable. Just so many flavours And of I, this world.
0: I can't tell you how lovely it was because it was cold outside. Um, there was snow. We could see snow on, on the mountains. Um, There was a fire going, just absolutely fantastic. So atmospheric, wasn't it? It
1: was. All I could do was to stay awake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very relaxing, very, very relaxing. And that was really a good job because um, in in day three, we were going to be tackling. I wasn't sure if I was going to do this, and obviously it depended on the weather, but we were going to do the um, Hookah Valley track. So on day three, um, we got up quite nice and early and the sun was out.
1: It was. It was a beautiful morning.
0: Beautiful, beautiful day, a blue sky. So we did check to see if the Hookah Valley track was open because I think it had been closed the day before because if it gets windy um, because of the swing bridges, which I'll talk about in a second, um, they they will close um, the, the track. Um, so I think we got there about 9.30. We went to the car park.
1: Yeah, we are part of the car park, which was, was pretty empty when we got there. It was, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then we... set out and i remember the first few corners we just kept stopping Mm. just amazed by the beauty initially i thought actually we better get walking
0: (laughs) yeah and actually it just got more and more and more spectacular and honestly i've traveled so many so many amazing places throughout the world but i'm never gonna forget that i'm never ever gonna forget that walk it was just so beautiful so i'll just say what i was wearing as well because it was quite chilly so um you know i had i had uh, boots on black walking boots on um i had leggings on and um layers and then i had my excellent five-in-one coat uh-huh. which is brilliant um which i bought recently a gloves hat um and obviously we took water bottles with us um had a little backpack um so you have to obviously dress for the conditions and i would check all that there's an information center at the at the um uh, in, in the car park yep. and information yep. center. So you can check what is it is that you need. If you're not an experienced hiker, which I'm not generally, I will not hike anywhere in the world. It's not something I generally enjoy doing, but I have to say this was spectacular. So if you're not somebody who enjoys hiking and think mm, if the weather's good,
1: go and do it. Yeah. And it's probably about 50% totally flat and about 50% with some steps and inclines. But the quality, of the 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 path, is excellent
0: oh absolutely yeah excellent um, make sure you, you take your phone take plenty of pictures you take a battery pack if you need to charge it because you, believe me you will be taking lots of photos <laughs> and
1: videos you really will
0: so um mm-hmm. yeah i'll just say it took us it, but between, it takes between three and four hours i think is what they kind of say recommended to, to do that and we it took us about that time didn't it
1: yeah it took us all I, I, we left at um, 9 25 and we arrived at the the glacier in the rest areas so for about 11 30 mm-hmm. and then we had Probably 20 minutes half now there didn't we
0: yeah so on the way I'm going to say that you have to walk over three swing bridges now I'm not a fan of heights at all um so I was a little bit nervous about crossing these uh bridges so to be honest I just waited until it was less busy now because we went earlier on in the day it was not as busy as when we walked back and then there was a lot of people walking towards us going in the opposite direction because in you know, the car park was just about full, wasn't it? It, it was when we got back. Yeah. So we went earlier on in the day, and I'd recommend that. So there's not as many people crossing the bridges. Obviously, when we came back, there were more people crossing the bridges. But I just waited because there is a, a limit on the amount of people that can be on them. I just waited until there was less people and I just kind of walked straight across. I actually got really good to do on the way back, and that I did a little video um, from one of the bridges. Um, but again if you know if you're if you're not if you're not sure about how to my daughter was a bit concerned i wouldn't manage it because she'd done it the week before
1: because of the swing
0: bridges but but honestly it, it was totally worth it
1: it was yeah when we got to the the lake it's a, it's a glacier lake mm. and there's some little mini icebergs there as oh, well it was, and,
0: it was stunning absolutely stunning
1: yeah yeah honestly
0: i will share lots of photos in the show notes but Believe me, it's definitely something you want to do.
1: It is, and the other thing, if you take uh, some snacks or uh, your drinks with you, there's a couple of picnic tables and things just by the side of the uh, the lake. You want to rest when you get there.
0: Absolutely, which a lot of people do, and yeah. there there are toilets as well along the way. Just one set of toilets, yeah. I think, it was a two toilets like together. Yeah. yeah, but so there there are toilets available on the route as you walk through. And we did get a lot of people asking us <laughs> as we walk, and then we did the same actually. So how far is it to the end? How far is it to the end? So it's not particularly well signposted in terms of figuring out where you are, how long you've got to get to the destination sure. but but yeah. you have got three swing bridges that's that's the thing to say it. It's
1: probably about 15 minutes after the third swing bridge yeah, 15, yeah 20 minutes yeah, yeah. Again, depending how often you stop <laughs> yeah exactly exactly but
0: highly recommend it so we got back to the car sort of one-ish yeah, um, one which was yeah. perfect, which is when we were so we'll talk about now because we did not just we didn't stay in in the area. For uh, that night as well, we kind of traveled on. Okay, so we left Mount Kukuraki and went to, uh, um, back down to Lake Pukaki just to um, take some more photos and also just ask them where we could get petrol because <laughs> we so were starting to need some by that point. Yeah. So we drove to Twizel um, where we filled up the car with petrol and then we did the about two hour drive through the Lindis Pass to get down to Wanaka. So we stayed in Wanaka that evening. So we got booked into our accommodation and then we actually went into to explore a little bit of Wanaka and we um, had dinner there that night and then kind of planned what we were going to do the next day. The next morning, uh, day four, we checked out of the Wanaka Springs Hotel where we were staying and headed down into Wanaka itself for breakfast. Now, there's lots and lots of places to choose from for breakfast. And we, uh, yeah, we thoroughly enjoyed uh, we had a really good breakfast in the bakery. Very, very nice, really, yeah. probably one yeah. of the best I've actually ever had. It was it was really good, and I I thought Australia was good at breakfast, but New Zealand, wow, you do amazing breakfast too. So At that point, the weather was starting to turn, so um, we decided we want to get some pictures of the Wanaka tree. That Wanaka tree, which is very very uh, famous throughout the world. Um, so we headed down there. There's a free car park, and it's about a two minute walk to actually go and take pictures of the tree. Unfortunately, the weather was starting to really become inclement, mm. so we had a lot of uh, starting to really heavily rain. Um, so now, the night before, I'd been—we'd uh, been recommended to a winery in Wanaka um, called Maud uh, Winery. So we decided to head up there. So it was just before twelve o'clock, I think, by the time it I was. got up there. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to say, excellent, absolutely excellent. I could have stayed there all day. In fact, I think we were there for a good two and a half hours.
1: Quite a few hours. <laughs> we had, you didn't book. We no. just turned up, and then the the guy was saw so himself was being helpful. Oh, really fantastic!
0: Was. Yeah, fantastic. So. Um, I did the wine tasting. Doug doesn't drink. So I did the wine tasting. We did try some of the the snacks, which was fantastic. The the, uh, Brussels sprouts were fantastic.
1: And the cheese board.
0: And we had the cheese board as well. Uh, The wine tasting was excellent. I did come away with a few bottles of wine, which I enjoyed over the next few few nights. Um, So after that, obviously, I will just mention that I wasn't driving. Doug was doing the driving. So the next, uh, obviously, that afternoon we we're driving to Queenstown so that drive took about an hour about an
1: hour yeah so you've got to go slowly because as you're dropping down into Queenstown there's lots of hairpin bends so you've got to take your time you've got to be patient
0: and you go over the crown range road um yes. from Wanaka to Queenstown um it was stunning but those yeah. hairpin bends as you're going down at yeah. Queenstown are yeah. something else I have to tell you <laughs> um we didn't we didn't go back up the map after that no, did we, end, did we, we no. actually stayed in Queenstown for the next uh, few days so I um, also so we stayed in Quest Queenstown, which is actually outside of of the main town, but we found it really easy. I will just say really, really easy to get into Queenstown. It was, it
1: was quite close to the airport as well, and the right outside the hotel is a, a bus stop, uh, which we use frequently to take into um, into the town.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I guess the next few days we were based in Queenstown. So we'll talk you through. There's so much to do in Queenstown. It really is the adventure capital of the world. Um, so you have just got so many choices. Now, I will say, so I will talk through what we did day five, uh, six, seven, and eight. We actually flew back to Brisbane on, on day nine. But I will say um, the weather did turn at the weekend. So we were very lucky. And I think this is a really valid point to make. And I, I, know I was listening to somebody else saying this recently. is that, you know, if the weather's good, take advantage of it because mm. it can change very, very rapidly. It certainly can. I just say actually the accommodation is in Frankton, which is a suburb of Queenstown, but say really close to the airport and really easy to get into into Queenstown centre itself. So the next day we did pop to Pack and Save, which is very close to the hotel, and we just stocked up on drinks and some snacks and some food because the hotel had like a little kitchen, so we could prepare breakfast and some meals, obviously to save money. You know, if that's what you need to do, that's a perfect option. So that day we decided to, because, again, it was a beautiful, beautiful day. We're very lucky. We decided to drive to Glenorchy, which was an hour. Yeah. And Doug did drive in there and back.
1: Yeah, about an hour's drive each way. Again, really slowly to try and take in some of the water to the oh, wall scenery. Views, honestly,
0: were just beautiful. And obviously we had to have a Boat was taken next to the famous Red Shed in Glenorchy.
1: Photos. Photos, and millions videos. of photos. Yeah. And there was
0: lots of other people there as well doing the same.
1: There was, and there's a little pier walk out there as well and behind the shed as well, so you can get a good view of the of the lake, uh, which is Lake Wakatipu. Yep. Yeah. It was. It's just unbelievable. But actually, after visiting the, the shed, me being a hot chocolate fiend, we also uh, went and had a drink, because it was rather well, cold as well. The hot was, and sunny, literally, but it, yeah. it, the, um, the hot chocolate in a in a little cafe called the Trading Post.
0: That's it. That was lovely. So, yeah, we relaxed and um, just enjoyed the atmosphere, the beauty around us. Um, you know, you had hot chocolate, had my chai, and, yeah, it was. It, it got busier again as the morning went on, uh, but it was it was lovely.
1: That's it. And then on the way back, we stopped off some views at the uh, Wilson Bay. It's called Bennett's Bluff Viewpoint, yep. so you have to park yep. put the car park. You walk up and you're high up, and you got views both ways of the lake.
0: Yeah so again you know stunning views so um we drove back actually to accommodation and we got the bus into Queenstown
1: we did and the the bus driver was incredibly helpful um, we should taken his name but he gave us the best ways to sort of save money for the both of us for return tickets how many days did you want and we we got the uh, the big bus pass yeah
0: we did so we bought that from him you yes. have to top that up with cash
1: In multiples of $5.
0: Yes, yes, which we did a couple of times. But we thought because trying to park in Queenstown itself is not that easy, Mm. it was just so much easier, drive back to the hotel, leave the car, jump on the bus into Queenstown. And we had a, a lovely walk around the shops. We went to the Botanical Gardens. Um just really enjoyed the views because again it was a beautiful a uh, lots of people were sitting enjoying the views weren't
1: they The was about 20 minutes from the accommodation on the bus into into the town
0: Yeah so I think that was uh, we knew we were going to have a busy day the next day Um so I will talk about that in a second but I I would recommend if you if it's a beautiful day you know head out to Glenorchy because um it's a lovely drive and it's not very far away so day six, we had booked a coach to to Milford Sound. Um, unfortunately, the weather was pretty appalling and it rained for most of the day, Um, which unfortunately meant when we got to Milford Sound, we didn't see a massive amount of the beauty of the area. However, however, we'll say we had a lot of fun.
1: We did. We did. And I think everybody else did on the coach as well. There was no sort of... You know, no. sad faces and the, the driver or well, drivers.
0: Yeah, we had the best drivers. So big shout out to Paul and Jaden. You were absolutely amazing, uh, really fantastic. Paul told us so many, just such interesting stories along the way on the drive. Um, and Jaden was fantastic as well. Um, so because I'm going to say we were spent about nine hours on that coach that day. So it's a long trip. Um, so we had to get there for seven a.m. in the morning. I think we got dropped off around about seven p.m. We were lucky because they dropped us off at Frankton bus station, so we were able to catch a bus back to the hotel.
1: That's right. Before we set back, the um, before we stopped off at um, TNL again on the way back, they encouraged anybody who any specific stopping points they wanted, and I had a word with the driver, and he says, "Well, we're passing." And bus station, so dropped us off there. We were the first drop off,
0: Yeah, so that was perfect. So that, that has kind of a quick overview of the day. So where did we go? Well, we stopped off at T and and we stopped off there for a cup of coffee and a bit of tea, a of cake. Yeah. Toilet break, right. um, before then heading to on the Milford Sound Road. So there was a few stop-offs on that road. Um, and the, my favourite, I have to say, was to see the Kia, which is a mountain parrot in New Zealand. Um, they're, they're big, they're very naughty, <laughs> um, but they're amazing. So we were really, lucky. they're really notorious for ripping off things off cars um, and stealing things. Um, but they, and they were really pretty, they came right up to you. So nice. they were amazing. So you could yeah. take some really fantastic photos. They say it was still pouring more rain, but hey, it was fine. So we basically we um, got to Milford Sound to actually catch the the boat, and so we had to hang around for about half an hour at yeah, the so. visitor
1: center. Yeah, right.
0: yeah, yeah. So the boat ride itself was really nice, up and down Milford Sound. As I say, we didn't see a lot of the beauty that it's really famous for, but we did see some animals along the way, which was really cool.
1: I saw we saw some tiny penguins.
0: We saw the tiniest penguins. They were so cute, really, really tiny penguins. And also, one of the things I guess I should say, the advantage of when it does rain at Milford Sound is you you see so many thousands of waterfalls, or waterfalls everywhere.
1: Oh, grief, yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely everywhere. And we did see a seal. Um, So uh, it was nice. It was a really nice journey. It wasn't too rough because you get a bit seasick.
1: It, it got a bit uh, choppy Um, at the end of the lake where the boat turns or crosses the lake and the, the mouth of the Tasman Sea there. Yeah, and yeah. it went a bit bouncy then, so I had to sort of stay in my seat and sort of... Yeah, keep watching the horizon, as they say.
0: Yeah, that that the top of the inlet, I guess it is. Mm, I don't know if it's a lake, yeah, but yeah, yeah, the inlet. Yeah, so
1: yeah. I should yeah. point out, as I'm, I'm not the best on coaches as well. No. But to not able to sit right at the front as well.
0: Yeah, so yeah, was, yeah. We got there early in the morning, so Doug, yeah, like at the front of the coach, which yeah, worked out true. really well for him. Um, so if you're you know a little bit car sick or boat sick, I mean Doug did really well that day, and you were you're that's fine. That's right. There, yeah. don't,
1: don't let it stop you doing anything. Took yeah. some tablets, and away we go.
0: So um, the, the meal on the boat as well was excellent. It was a really good buffet.
1: It was a hot buffet, yes, and enough for everyone.
0: Oh, there was loads. It yeah. was a really good food. Actually, it was really tasty food, and there was access to, to tea, teas and coffees.
1: Yeah, how many cups of tea did we have?
0: Uh, about 25. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, obviously, the the cruise takes you back to where you, where you get on the boat. The, what do you call it, where the boats are. Oh, harbor. The harbour. The harbour, that's it. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah, the harbour, but you get off. And then we just got straight onto the coach and, and drove back. So that was kinda of, it was a big day, full day, but it was really good. We thoroughly oh, enjoyed
1: it. We we really did, yes. I mean, with um the driver Paul telling the stories along the way and on the way back, he so engaging as well. Oh, it I didn't mean, seem like nine hours. To be it, fair, didn't, didn't
0: it? it didn't, it yeah. didn't. So so I would recommend that. I have to say next time I'm gonna definitely try and do one of the scenic flights. That that's on my list of would absolutely love to do. And I know um, a lot of the locals have said that Doubtful Sound is fabulous to go to. So hopefully we'll get there next time. So, day seven, the weather really was turning very unpleasant. So, we didn't do a huge amount that day, but we decided that we'd get the bus um, into Queenstown um, because I was really desperate to try a Ferg burger.
1: Yeah, that's a Ferg. And I had the Ferg pie the day before. You I did, and tired, you yeah, really
0: enjoyed yeah. it. So, there was a huge queue, which I think is always the case of uh, the Ferg burger <laughs> because it's so, so popular very um, Instagram famous, uh, but also very, very tasty. It's so I highly so awesome. recommend that you mm. go. So we, we actually just bought one and we shared it, didn't we? We did indeed, yeah. Um, but it was lovely, highly recommend it. Um, then we just had a little bit of a stroll around Queenstown. Now, there is lots of things to do. There are lots of things to do, actually, when it's raining because you've got this bowl in the cinema. There's lots of indoor um, activities that you can do. Yeah, you can take the gondola up to the... To the top, which it was a bit, the weather wasn't good enough to do that. The views weren't great.
1: It was open, though. But it was open it, it was and it was
0: open, going, yeah. yeah. So actually, if it does rain, you know, there, there are things to do in Queenstown, so don't despair. So that was just left us with our last day, our last full day, which was going to be day eight in Queenstown. So that day, the sun came back out again. It did. So we decided to head to Arrowtown.
1: Arrowtown, it really was. And I'd walk around the uh, Chinatown there yep, yep. and look at the history there. So much to read. And it was all brand new to us, wasn't yeah, it? So yeah. it was very much of an eye-opening experience. So it built up
0: around the kind of the gold rush. That's um,
1: right. That's
0: right. So it's a really interesting historic place to go and visit. Apparently, it's lovely in the autumn because there's an avenue of trees that are very famous um, there. Um, so we spent a couple of hours walking around, had some breakfast there, had a had a walk around. Um, oh yes, and then who uh, wanted to take. You've got to think about going to places with the name Arthur in it. I
1: don't know why. I have no <laughs> idea why. But we've done Arthur's Point uh, near Queenstown. Arthur's seat in Edinburgh, yes. in Scotland. Yep. I walked up to that one. And obviously Arthur's Pass on the Transalpine Railway. Yeah, so... don't know why. I don't know where it's next, but it just seemed to happen.
0: So we had to go and have a, a photo <laughs> taken at the sign for Arthur's Point. <laughs> so we did that. So basically that was really as much as we got up to on day eight. We we did take the car that day, obviously. But you can take, actually, you can get the bus to arrowtown,
1: but we, we decided to drive. To oh, so we took it and we yeah. stood a couple all the points, just have a quick look around, didn't we? And
0: yeah, yeah, we did. So then that was really, that was it. So um, the next day, which was uh, day nine, we flew back to Brisbane. Um, as I say, we were very close to the airport, so we went drop dropped the car off, no issues there. No. We did fill it up with petrol before we dropped it off. There's a, there's a few sure. to choose from. Yeah um got to the airport and uh, checked in and, and that was it. So that, that was, was the up. end of our of our New Zealand adventure. So we hope you've enjoyed these two episodes where we've kind of talked a little bit about what, what itinerary involved. Um there are articles on the website with lots of information about our itineraries and our thoughts about our trip to New Zealand. Um and lots more will be coming onto the website. So you can find those linked in the show notes to this episode which is at tracystravelsintime.com forward slash episode three as i say if you haven't listened to episode two i would listen to that one first because that is our is our north island five-day road trip itinerary um but i think i think that's it for this episode
1: yeah, i think so Yeah.
0: so that just leaves me to say happy global travel planning